Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, as always and today I wanted to talk about how following a flexible approach doesn't mean that you're not working as hard. I think it's a really common misconception and people generally tend to fall into the trap of thinking that following a more sort of what people would call hardcore approach is going to lead to more success but actually in a lot of cases it's not especially over the long term and it really does pay off to work smart and not just work hard not just think that doing more is always better because it's not, especially over the long term. You know, we're not robots. We are humans. We have emotions. Um, we are complex beings. And it's not just a case of more what we would typically class as hard work results in more results. For example, slashing your calories super low is not always and just going lower and lower and lower is not going to result in more and more and more progress and they're saying when it comes to training and cardio just adding in more is not going to result in more progress um and we need to take into account our recovery capabilities we need to take into account our relationship with food our hormones um, our ability to adhere because like I said we're humans we're not robots and so it's really important to consider all of these things and think long term when it comes to achieving the the results we want to achieve as opposed to thinking about achieving as much as possible in the short term and actually there are some negatives that can come with following a more extreme approach such as from a nutrition perspective, uh, a super restrictive meal plan where you have to eat the same foods every single day. There are negatives that can come with that that might actually impair your progress over the long term or just have an overall negative impact on your quality of life. And you've got to really think about and question whether that's what you want. Like, do you really want to sacrifice the enjoyment of your life just to achieve a certain goal? Is that really going to make you happy? And going back to what I said at the start, is our greater sacrifices going to really result in more progress over the long term? Because it's not always the case. And so in today's podcast, I'm going to talk through some of the negatives that can come with following a super restrictive approach and that can come with following extreme approaches from a training perspective as well um, that you might want to take into account because these negatives that can occur could actually impair your progress over the long term. And the goal for most people should be to make progress over the long term, to be able to train over the long term, to make, to get themselves into a healthy position where they're healthy, happy, performing well, recovering well, and they're in a body that they're happy with and actually stay around there. 
yes, you know, our bodies fluctuate naturally and we have to accept these natural fluctuations. They're a part of life. But the majority of the time, you should be able to stay within a range you're pretty happy in um, from a body composition perspective while staying fit, healthy, strong. And, and that should be the goal for most people to get to that point and actually just sustain that as opposed to going through aggressive cycles of extreme fat loss followed by regaining the body fat that they've worked really hard to lose and then going through that again or even you know going through the bodybuilding cycle of quote-unquote bulking and cutting that cycle is not for everybody and a lot of people will actually want to get to a point they're happy and just sustain that and following an extreme approach is not going to lead to that sustainable end product um So one of the negatives that can come with a very extreme approach such as a restrictive meal plan where you eat the same foods every single day is that that can lead to deficiencies in certain nutrients that can have a negative impact on your body's function and the way that you feel, perform and recover. Therefore, having a negative impact on the progress that you see over the long term because you can't train as hard if you've got deficiencies. You can't recover as well if you've got deficiencies. You're not going to feel your best if you have nutrient deficiencies. As well as that also having a negative impact on how you feel and therefore your quality of life, again, you've got to question do you really want to see a decline in your quality of life whilst you're chasing your training or body composition related goals? Because for most people, they should want to keep their relation, their their quality of life intact. And it's really important to consider that we only get one life. Um, and it's important that we, we make the most of that and that we're able to live it in a way that makes us as individuals happy. So that's the first point. The fact that eating the same foods every single day is very likely to lead to certain deficiencies. The second point is that eating a diverse range of different foods can help improve the diversity of your gut microbiome. This is basically the number of like different species in your gut microbiome and how they are spread. These species have different functions such as helping with the processes of digestion, absorption and the production of essential nutrients for your body. So if you eat the same foods every single day, you might find that your digestion takes a hit. And if your digestion takes a hit, your ability to function to your true potential in your life and in training um in your in your work life in your personal life and also your adaptations to stimuli like resistance training aren't going to be as great as they would be if your digestion is in a good spot because we'll only utilize the nutrients that we can actually digest and absorb so basically you eating the same foods every single day can have a negative impact on your gut microbiome that can therefore have a negative impact on your digestion and lead to your progress over the long term actually taking a little bit of a hit. So it would serve you well to want to keep your digestion, your digestive system functioning very well 
and to eat a to consciously eat a diverse range of different foods to help with that diversity of your gut microbiome so that you can keep your digestive system intact and this is a goal that I set a lot of my clients so I'll say to them I want you to include a new food each week or a food that you've not had in a very long time and it's an easy goal to set as coaches but it's something that can make a big difference and can just get clients to think about it because we know that you know it it is sometimes easier to stick to the same foods daily when especially when the goal is fat loss because it just takes a lot of thinking out of the process and enables us to achieve our goals However, we've got to take into account health and little things like that, that goal of having a different food each week can be really beneficial because then, yeah, you can keep the bulk of your meals very similar on a daily basis, but you might consciously think, actually, I'm going to try a different vegetable this week. I'm going to try a different fruit that I've not had in a long time and I'm going to change things up every now and again and that can have a really positive impact on um, your health and your digestion so that is something that I would encourage most people do even if you have a rough sort of skeleton meal plan which it you know you might have your protein and carb sources in there but then you change things up outside of that um, you might have you know a certain number of calories to play with where you do experiment a little bit more with your food sources. That is much better than following an exclusive meal plan that you have to stick to every single day. Um, that can ha- come with real, real negatives. So try to avoid taking the approach of having a restrictive meal plan and eating the same foods every single day because it can have quite a, a negative effect. And if you're currently following that approach, That doesn't mean that you have to completely flip your diet on its head right now. But like I said, you might start by just keeping, having a skeleton meal plan, keeping the bulk of your meals the same, but changing up your your fat sources every now and again, changing the fruits and vegetables that you're eating. And that would be a great start. Just start with one thing at a time. Don't throw the kitchen sink at your diet. Just slowly add in a little bit more diversity and that will help with your um, ability to tolerate the changes that, that are occurring as well um so yeah if you're currently in like no lactose don't then go and add in every lactose containing product under the sun you might add in like a small amount of of milk in a tea or a coffee at first and then if you tolerate that okay you might add in a little bit of greek yogurt and go with a very gradual approach but try to include some more diversity in your diet and recognise that that is actually very beneficial for us, our overall health and our, our response to the process. Diversity in your gut bacteria will also help regulate your immune system, your metabolic and nervous systems, which will ultimately help us prevent illness. Bouts of illness will interfere with our ability to progress over the t- over time because if we're super ill and we have to take time away from training, that is time that could have been spent in the gym making progress. So again, it comes back to working smart and not just working hard and thinking long-term when it comes to achieving your goals as opposed to just thinking about the immediate future. 
we've got to think about things like preventing illness and injury when it comes to our ability to achieve our goals over the long term um, and maintain a good quality of life as well and stay, stay healthy, happy individuals because we all know that for the majority of you guys listening to this podcast, you'll notice a huge dip in your mood if you're unable to train. So staying injury free is really important for a lot of you. And like I said, diversity in your gut by bacteria will, will help support your immune function. And so that's another reason we don't want to follow an exclusive meal plan where you're literally eating the same foods every single day. It's not about, you know, people taking an easier option by following a flexible approach to nutrition. That's not the case. They're actually just being smart about their approach. Keeping our relationship with food intact is also very important if we wish to succeed with our goals over the long term. Often a restrictive approach from a nutrition perspective can lead to our relationship with food taking a hit. If we see foods as off limits, say you see chocolate as off limits, when you're then exposed to that food, whether it be at a social occasion like a wedding or a night out or whatever, you're so much more likely to feel out of control around that food if you see it as off limits. And that can lead to an increased risk of overeating or binge eating upon exposure to that food. So if you tell yourself you cannot have chocolate and you never have chocolate within your normal life, and then you go to a family party or a dinner and there's a chocolate pudding there and then you get back home and your mum's put some chocolate in the cupboards. Your ability to control yourself around that food is likely not going to be very good because you've you've told yourself that it is off limits and um, you don't allow yourself to have that food in moderation. Whereas if you include that food in moderation in your diet and recognise that actually you have permission to include that food, to consume that food if you want to, then when you are exposed to that food during a social occasion or, you know, if someone buys you some chocolate, say it's Easter, you'll no longer feel the need to overconsume it in an out-of-control manner because it's not a novelty to you anymore. It's like, I don't know if many of you listening to this podcast have ever tried clean eating or following a super restrictive approach from a nutrition perspective where you're not allowed chocolate and then you've got to Easter or Christmas and family have bought you chocolates or an Easter egg. How many of you have done that and then upon a family member buying you some chocolate or buying you an Easter egg have felt the need to consume absolutely all of it or all of the chocolates all at once? If you have, that is a classic example of how completely excluding certain foods or certain food groups can impair our relationship with food and hinder our ability to control ourselves around certain foods. And we know that it doesn't make us feel good when we overconsume foods in an out-of-control manner, when we feel sick, when we feel overly full. But you just cannot control yourself sometimes when you have impaired your relationship with food by doing that. 
And so it's really, really, really important to keep your relationship with food intact if you wish to be able to adhere to your nutrition protocols for extended periods of time. And if you wish to maintain any progress that you do make, for example, if your goal is long-term fat loss success, you want to achieve a fat loss goal and then maintain that afterwards, you need to be able to control the post-diet phase. You can't just go from one extreme to the other. So again, if you include those foods in moderation, when you finish your fat loss phase and the reins are off, again, you won't feel the need. You'll be much less likely to feel the need to overconsume certain foods in um, very large quantities because you've already had those foods throughout the process. It's not a novelty to you. So that's something that we really need to think about. If we are extreme with our training protocols, for example, if we aim to, if we set ourselves, for example, the goal of training six times a week, so every single day, but that actually is not realistic with our lifestyle, with our work life, if we have kids, if we have other commitments, if that's not realistic, you're going to find it very hard to adhere to that over the long term. And that is very likely to lead to your efforts and therefore your results being very short-lived because you're setting yourself up to fail if you set yourself with set yourself up with unrealistic expectations. So that's something you have to think about as well. Make sure that what you strive to achieve, make sure the protocols you're trying to follow are actually realistic for you as an individual not you're not comparing yourself to anyone else doesn't matter how many times a week someone on Instagram trains it matters how many times a week you can train right now with your lifestyle with your priorities with your values in life and your commitments make your training fit around you and your life and you will achieve long-term success because consistency is far more important than intensity when intensity does not last so that's something that you really need to think about and then when you have decided for example how many times a week you can train with your current lifestyle you can then think about your training split again it's not about copying someone on instagram or um following your favorite instagram influencers training program you need to think about what's optimal with your training frequency So for example, if you can only train three times a week, you wouldn't do pull push legs because then you'd only be hitting each muscle group once a week. Whereas if you did three full body sessions, if you can only train three times a week, then you're hitting each muscle group at a frequency of three times over the week, which is going to mean you see more progress. So that's something that you need to think about as well. Um, And again, a good example of a training split, if you can only train four times a week, which by the way is a very good training frequency, it's actually quite a high training frequency, um, is lower upper, lower upper, again, because you're hitting each muscle group at a frequency of at least twice a week. Um, So there's some little examples for you from a training perspective. And just to reiterate, it's, it's really important that you stick with a training frequency that actually works for you and your life and that you're not trying to set the bar too high and then the thing is if you start training three times a week you can always then increase that further down the line 
But if you start too high and set yourself up for failure and you can't you can't actually adhere to your, your training protocols, you're very likely to then fall off the wagon and just sack it all in. Whereas if you start with something achievable, you can always work it up and progressively overload, apply progressive overload, I should say. Um, extreme approaches may also lead to a decline in our quality of life as a whole which may result in a negative effect on our overall health as well as our mood and if our mood and our health takes a hit that could increase our risk of things like comfort eating as well um, which is obviously going to impair fat loss results over the long term Um, and even if someone wanted to stay at maintenance over the long term if their quality of life declines and their mood takes a hit and their their likelihood of comfort eating takes a hit then they're going to struggle with the goal of maintenance too so that's something to to bear in mind and if our mood and our quality of life takes a hit as a whole due to us trying to follow a very extreme approach the likelihood of rebounding post fat loss so regaining all of the body fat if not more that we've worked really hard to lose after a fat loss phase is is going to be much higher um because we're going to be much more likely to go from one extreme to the other whereas if we maintain a good quality of life throughout a fat loss phase for example and we keep our health intact we're happy when we come to the end of it we're probably not going to feel the need to comfort eat and if we've kept our relationship with food intact we're not going to feel the need to eat overeat in an out of control manner. So these are all things that we really, really need to start thinking about because there is way too much focus in the fitness industry on getting people from one end of the spectrum to the other. Transformation photos, for example. But you never know what is going on behind the scenes of a transformation picture. And you also never know what's going on after that transformation picture, when a transformation picture is posted. So you don't know if that client has then six months later gone on to regain all of the body body fat that they, they lost because their health was in the absolute gutter. You don't know whether that person has really struggled with their mental health. You don't know what that person has done to achieve those results. You don't know whether they're taking performance enhancing drugs. There's so much more than meets the eye. And that's why it's really important to think about your progress in more of a holistic way as opposed to just thinking about our external appearance and quick results and what looks impressive visually to the eye in a short period of time. And it's so important to stop buying into quick fixes and buying into approaches that leave us worse off. We need to start thinking long term and we need to start thinking about what we really want from the process and what we really want from our lives rather than getting sucked into what everyone else is doing and getting sucked into what's popular or what looks attractive externally. So this is just 
these are things that I want you guys to think about and hopefully talking through some of the negatives that can come with following a really rigid, extreme approach from a nutrition and training perspective has helped you realise that it is really important to think long term if you actually want long lasting results, which most people should be striving for. Um, And hopefully it's given you some food for thought. So as always, guys, please reach out to me if you have any questions whatsoever. My Instagram is Danny Bosworth, that's D-A-N-N-I-B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H. And if anyone wants to message me, if you have any questions at all, if you want to give me feedback on the Female Fitness Podcast, if you're interested in coaching, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I'm always happy to help however I possibly can. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It means the absolute world. Um, if any of you would like any supplements from Fallball, you can use the code Danny10 at the checkout to save you a little bit of money as well. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. It means the absolute world from the bottom of my heart. Please do like and subscribe and leave a review if you enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you in the next one.